Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 207 of the Ankeny Fanatic Weekly Podcast. As always, it's brought to you by our good friends at Coldwell Banker Mid-America. Coldwell Banker is rooted in the legacy of our founder, renowned businessman and philanthropist Marvin Pomeranz. We continue to tell his story through our love of people, homes, and the communities we serve. Our integrity guides are focused to empower people to make the best real estate decisions possible. We pair local ownership and knowledge with the power of an international brand and the most advanced technology to elevate the customer experience and expectations. Our network of resources allows us to be the number one Coldwell Banker franchise affiliate in Iowa, guiding you home for over 30 years. All right, well, we're going to talk some girl, uh, Ankeny Girls basketball later on, but right now, my first guest tonight is a realtor at Coldwell Banker, and he's been on the podcast a few times before. He is Tom Butler. Tom, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Hey, good. It's good to be back. Hey, you bet. Well, hey, how, how are your holidays? They were they were really good. A little different. Normally, we go down to Florida. Uh, we have got a timeshare down there, but thanks to Ian, uh, the hurricane wiped that out. So uh-huh. uh, we didn't go to Florida. We hung out around here, spent some good time with family, and it was a good time. Well, it's too bad you couldn't get down to the, the warmer weather, huh? Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of up in the air on what's going to happen down there, but we're hoping that they get it rebuilt and we get down there in a couple of years, so... Well, yeah, I think the weather played a havoc, you know, with a lot of people's plans. We were supposed to go down to Kansas City to meet up with our son, but then, yeah, we just, we didn't want to drive through that uh, nasty cold weather, so. Yeah, so <laughs> we're, we're going to make up for it. We're going to go to California here in, in January and get some, some warm weather, so it'll be all right. There you go. Well, hey, did you watch any of the college football playoff games over the weekend? Oh, I did, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of tough when you're in real estate because you got to kind of pick and choose and listen and whatever, but, uh, yeah, really, really entertaining. Yeah, those are some great games. I didn't expect that because a lot of times those semifinal games have been blowouts. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a Hawk fan. It was good to see them win, uh, get their revenge on Kentucky. It was it was a question mark going into it with the all the players that were gone, the quarterback and everybody. But it was just fun. It was oh, yeah. fun to watch that kid do so well, and and uh, the whole team seemed to pull together. And it was it was a good game for sure. Yeah. And how about the Monday Night NFL game? Did you happen to watch that one? Wow, that was just stunning. I, I couldn't believe it. And and at first I'm thinking, why is everybody, you know, like they're overreacting or something? But then as more information came in and the seriousness of what happened, um, I'm like the like the announcers, I mean, they're all saying, I've never seen anything like this. And uh, yeah, um, immediately it went from, you know, when is this going to restart to, you know, is this kid going to make it right you know? right it was it was shocking and i'm i'm sure i'm like everybody i've just been hitting the news sites you know all day long just looking for updates seeing you know if, if he's improving it sounds like he is a little so hopefully hopefully he'll be all right but yeah i couldn't even believe they were even talking about restarting the game because i thought well how can they how can they restart this game you know yeah just, after you found out what had happened on the field yeah. you would have thought immediately they would have just called it but uh, you know, it's it's big business, and there's a lot of stuff involved, and they probably had to get approval from a dozen people to do that. Sure. Yeah, I happened to be on the treadmill that night. I had the sound turned down, so I saw, you know, okay, there's some injury, and then I saw, saw the replay where he kind of, you know, f- fell down after he got up, and I thought, well, that could be a head injury. Maybe he just kind of passed out and that, did, didn't think I it think. was too bad at first, and then, boy, as it went on, I'm like, well, what's going on here? This, this has gone quite a while, and so then I <laughs> turned the sound up, and yeah, that was, that was crazy. Yeah, the, the hit itself didn't seem overly vicious, but I'm like you. When he, when he got up and then immediately fell down, I thought head or neck or something like that. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's terrible. 
Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the NFL does now with that game. I can't imagine they're going to find a way to replay it. I don't see where there's time, but... Yeah, uh, I mean, it's an important game for the AFC, but, you know, I, like you, what are they going to do? Are they going to alter the entire NFL schedule going out? Right. I, I can't see that happening, so... No. I think they'll call it a, a tie or just a, a no contest and then just just leave the records as they are, so... Yeah. But. Well, let's talk a little bit of real estate. I know 2022 was an interesting year in the housing market. Uh, we had some really high mortgage rates at the end of the year, and you know that's made it difficult for for some people to be in the market for homes. You know, what changes or developments do you foresee? You know, in the housing market for 2023. Well, I think I think the interest rates um, have eased just a little bit, and and banks have uh, come up with some products that allow people to get into homes uh, with the understanding that they can refinance out of a mortgage that they've got now. Uh, the problem with waiting until the interest rates come down, if they ever will, to buy is that the price of home is going to go up. Um, if, if people think that the housing prices are going to go down, uh, I don't see that. And I don't, I don't hear anybody really talking about that. Some resale home prices may soften a little bit, but new construction and you know some of the higher-end homes, they're not going to go down. New construction prices are going to continue to go up. And so it's more important if you want it to make that move up, if you want to get that new home, to do it now. Don't let the mortgage be the, the barrier to that, because if you wait, the prices are going to continue to go up, and you're going to end up spending more in the long run. You can get a mortgage that has got a 3-2-1 buy-down or an adjustable rate, which I know scares some people, but if you've got a, a five-year adjustable rate, you've got the same rate for five years. And the hope is that within five years, these rates are going to come down to a level that people are comfortable with, and then they just lock in the 30-year at that point, or 15, or whatever they want. But sure. yeah, I think I think the thing that people have had time now, you know, six months or so to really think through this, and I expect that we're going to have a good 2023. I think the shock of all of this is kind of worn off. And people are, are really thinking through their options on how do we make the move that we know we need to move, uh, how do we make that happen, and there are some solutions. And so I would just really encourage people that are saying, you know, I'm just going to wait for the rates to come down. Don't do that. Uh, that's going to end up costing you more in the long run. So it sounds like if you, if you have clients who are a little bit leery of getting in right now, that you're, you're trying to talk them into it, huh? <laughs> well, I, I, you know, especially the new construction market, because that's, you know, I, I deal with a lot of new construction work we've got with a number of builders where we're representing clients. And, and the time really is now because uh, the first of the year, all of them are expecting increases in, in all of the different inputs. And that is just traditional. I mean, every year... We see increases in January. What's been different lately is we've had increases like monthly and, and things like that that we'd never seen before. Well, that kind of craziness has changed some. Uh, but what we do see is we do expect that those annual inc increases are going to continue to happen. And so the prices of these homes are continuing to go up. And so it would be better if you know you're going to move to do it now. Let's figure out the mortgage product that works for you to get you through this time, which, you know, historically is, isn't the end of the world, but compared to where we've been in the last several years, it's, it's very high. Um, you can get out of that mortgage when the rates come down and, uh, and your house is going to be less now than it's going to be two or three years from now. So are the prices of homes right now, are, are they 
pretty much as high as they've ever been because of the market? Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the way new construction always is. Every year, new construction is a little more than last year, a little more. We've, we've seen some jumps uh, over the last two years, you know, with COVID. Uh, you know, a house that maybe pre-COVID was 500, now is 700. Now that's that's unprecedented, and we don't expect those increases to continue. But I do expect to see incremental increases going forward. Now, nobody has a crystal ball. We don't know geopolitically what's going to happen, you know, with China, with Russia, with all that stuff. Nobody knows. We do know we've got a fragile uh, supply chain, and if something gets a little dicey, you know, we could see some big increases again. So, no, it's just the unknown. Well, do you have any properties that you want to plug here right now? Well, yeah, we've got uh, the, the two that I represent for Kimberly Development are Kimberly Estates, which is where the home show was last year. Those are beautiful executive homes that uh, really start in the 700s and, and go up from there. We've got uh, at least one that's at the $2 million mark. We've got several that are one, two, one, three, one, five, uh, beautiful homes. But we, we do have uh, lots starting at... 90,000 is our, we got one <laughs> there, and then they go up from there. But uh, so if somebody doesn't want to build a million dollar house, uh, they could get in that neighborhood of more expensive homes, and it's just a really neat development. And then across Delaware, on the east side of Delaware, is Kimberly Crossing, which is adjacent to the north side of Otter Creek Golf Course. And that's going to be a different kind of neighborhood. That's going to be uh, by attached homes and standalone homes association. So the prices are going to be lower. They're going to start in the low 300s and go up. Going to try to keep those under 500. They're going to have some villa type of homes that have a nice daylight uh, around a pond. And it's going to be a really nice, affordable uh, neighborhood there right around the new Keystone Church just north of Otter Creek Golf Course. Well, you mentioned the home show. I know my wife and I drove by there one of those weekends and just saw the massive crowds, and so we didn't end up going. But do you know how many people went to the home show this year? You know, I don't. Uh, they they had a record, uh, uh, a number in mind, and I think they, they came pretty close to it, but I don't remember what it was. Uh -huh. But for those of you that didn't end up making it out at the home show, I'm out there in the Kimberly Home Show house every Sunday from 1 to 4. So if you're curious about that development or any other, or just want to see the Kimberly Home Show home for free, come out Sundays between 1 and 4, and I'd be glad to show you around. We might do that. <laughs> well, hey, Tom, thanks a lot for coming in. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll have you in again soon. It's always fun. Thanks, Dan. You bet. All right, you're listening to the Ankeny Fanatic Weekly Podcast, sponsored by Coldwell Banker MidAmerica. Gershman Mortgage is also a sponsor of the podcast. Gershman, the Midwest premier mortgage lender, is proud to be part of the Ankeny Fanatic Podcast. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home, vacation home, upgrade or remodel an existing home, or refinance your current mortgage, Gershman Mortgage is here to help. With over 60 years in the mortgage industry, they have security, experience, and unmatched service. You can visit their Ankeny office. Call 515-964-5952 or visit gershman.com to get pre-approved today. Well, my next guest is the head coach of the 10th-ranked Ankeny girls basketball team, and he has guided the Hawkettes to a 5-5 record thus far. His team is coming off a 41-38 loss at number 4 Valley last night, and they will be, be back in action on Friday with another CIML conference game at Urbandale. He is Drew McAnally. Drew, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Hey, Dan. Doing great. Thanks, as always, for uh, including us, and uh, thanks for everything you do for high school sports here in Ankeny. It's, it's awesome. 
Hey, you bet. Well, coming off a tough loss uh, last night, I know you told me previously that you don't practice real hard the day after a game, but I'm sure you felt like you guys, you know, had some things to work on. Did you, did you go at it pretty hard tonight? Yeah, we went at it a little harder than normal. Uh, we worked on a little, introduced a new little drill tonight, and uh, the girls responded really well. And uh, yeah, I told them in practice, we're, we're closer than you think we are. We, we got to quit worrying about our record, and we just got to worry about the process and getting better every day, and our goals are still ahead of us. Well, yeah, your team has obviously just gone through a tough stretch. Uh, you lost a three-point game at Dowling Catholic at the buzzer and then lost a, a, to a hot-shooting uh, Centennial team by seven points before the holiday break. And then uh, last night you lost another three-point game at Valley that went down to the wire. You know, so you've lost three in a row now by a total of just 13 points. I know you told me after the game last night that, you know, like you said, your, your record isn't where you want it to be. But, you know, these last three games show that, that you're not that far away, yeah. are you? Yeah, and, you know, at Dowling and Valley, we were up um, – multiple times in the second half and, and had multiple opportunities to win the game. And, but uh, take away some learning moments and, and grow from it. Uh, I tell the girls all the time that's the beauty of high school sports because it's, it's the greatest lesson of life is things aren't always going to go as planned. Uh, you're going to face adversity. you got to play through the highs and lows. And the bottom line is, is we got to stay together and, and be family through this whole process. Um, like I said, our goals are still ahead of us. Um, taking negatives and turn them into positives. So. Well, I wasn't at the game last night, but let's break it down just a little bit. Uh, your team had a big third quarter. Uh, you outscored Valley 12-4 to to take a 34-31 lead into the final period. You know, at that point, you, you guys had to feel like you had the momentum. Yeah, we did. And, uh, you know, we, we threw a little different defense at them. And one we hadn't worked on a lot in practice, but had it in, had it in our back pocket. We reviewed it at halftime, and the girls did an amazing job of uh, going out and executing and um, adjusting to or being coachable with our halftime adjustments and they bought in as they always do um, yeah had a great third quarter which is as uh, even Jenna made a comment at halftime and she, you know telling the team reminding the team hey we got to take care of business third quarter because sometimes third quarter can be a crutch for us um, so it was a great third quarter felt great going in the fourth and you know it was um 34-34, watching the film from about 5.45, and Savannah hit a little running layup, and we're up 36-34 with about two and a half left, and then um, they just uh, they hit a couple big threes, and, and that was kind of the story then. So, Well, yeah, you guys scored just four points in the fourth quarter, and Valley eventually hit a go-ahead three-pointer with about 20 seconds left, I think. Yep. Uh, you guys came down the floor. You called a timeout to set up a play, and you got the look that you wanted. You, know, you just couldn't yep. get the shot to drop, could you? Yeah, and, you know, we I set up a side out-of-bounds play, uh, a new one. Once again, the girls did an amazing job of, of – uh, paying attention to detail and, and focusing in on that timeout. We ran it really well. We never ran it before. And, uh, yeah, we got a shot we wanted, and, and that's that's basketball. So, Well, Savannah Gage led your team with uh, 15 points last night, and she is now averaging 16.6 points, and she has scored in double figures in every game. You know, she's really stepped up her game this year, hasn't she? Yeah, Savannah's, Savannah's been great. She's taken on just more of a leadership role this year and uh, being more aggressive. Um, she had an amazing offseason, uh, had a really good summer playing in the AAU market, and um, she she's just a great kid. Her work ethic is phenomenal, extremely coachable, and it's really paying off for her this year, and I'm so happy for her. 
I know you ask a lot of her on defense too. Yeah. Like the game of Dowling, she had to chase uh, yeah. Ava Zedeker around for 32 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and we've been, we've been trying to find ways to get her some little breaks during the game because she does exhaust so much energy and she's such a good defender and takes such great pride in it that, you know, once in a while, I think in the second half, it can affect her shooting a little bit, but she's gotten so much stronger this year um, that we've seen a lot of, she's gained a lot of strength and um, it's really helping her overall game and, and being able to shoot the ball even when she's tired. So well, I know you felt like going into the season that you had uh, four high level scores in your lineup, but it just seems like other than Savannah, nobody else has been quite as consistent, but I'm sure you feel like the potential is still there to, to have a pretty explosive attack. It just hasn't quite yeah. come together yet. Has yeah. it? Yeah. And like, like I said, my, my saying right now is that we're closer than we think and I'm not losing any sleep over other girls stepping up. I think it's, it's going to happen and it's going to happen sooner before later. So, uh, we'll be okay there. I got 100% confidence in, in Carson and Jalen, Jenna, and, you know, and Zoe's been playing a lot better. Jasmine's coming on. Kendra Lewis has shot the ball really well off the bench. Uh, Ainsley coming in as a freshman, and Cassie, the minute she's played, you know, those are kind of our eight right now, and uh, we'll be okay. This is a resilient group. They're a bodying group. They're a tough group, and it's a group that wants to get, wants to accomplish some big things. So, um you know, December and early January does not define where we are at the end of the year. But like I said earlier, we've got to take these negatives and turn them into positives and, and grow through the adversity. Well, yeah, your, your freshman, Jayla Williams, had a couple of big games last month. Uh, she had 27 points and a win at Ames, uh, followed by an 18-point outing and a victory over Indianola. Uh, but she's averaged just six points over the last four games. Do you think teams have focused more of their, their attention on her after those two big games? I, I think a little bit, and I think a little bit, you know, the, she's gotten some really good looks, and the ball just hadn't gone in the hoop. And um, and then last night she gets in a little bit of foul trouble. You know, basketball, it's a long season, games ebb and flow, uh, and she's, she's a freshman and playing in the – in the best league in the state so she's gonna have some of those nights and and she, but i tell you what the the great thing with jayla is she came to, to practice today great work ethic smile on her face and wanting to get better and, and that's the bottom line and i know your other two guards uh, jenna and carson haven't shot the ball the way that you know you know that they can shoot it and yeah but, but they've made a lot of big shots in their careers and i'm sure yeah. you expect that to happen yeah. here <laughs> yeah it's the the law of averages and the law of percentages are going to start working in our favor and uh i got like i said i got 100 percent confidence in those two girls and they work extremely hard and, and they're great kids and good things are going to happen for them well the good news for your team is that you started out the season ranked ninth and you're currently ranked 10th so you haven't fallen that far and with 11 games left on the schedule you know you still have plenty of time to accomplish you know most of the goals that yeah you had. yeah um you know we knew Everything that's going on is everything we talked about when this new league came out. Now, when you're sitting in the middle of it and f facing the reality of it and, and suffering a couple, you know, one possession close losses, you know, you're literally, we're three or four shots away from being seven and three, and that feels totally different than five and five. Right. Um, so, um, you know, I think, you know, Southeast Polk beat us. Centennial really handed it to us. We played pretty well against Johnston, but the, the Dowling and Valley one stung pretty bad, and we, we, we had multiple opportunities to win those games. So, But um, like I said, just grow from it, and as you stated, Dan, everything's ahead of us. So, 
Well, yeah, you mentioned the new conference. Of course, last year you guys had that dramatic win over Centennial at the end of the year, and yeah. that allowed you to, to tie for the conference title. And with this new nine-team league, it's just a, a brutal yeah. matchup every night. You guys are currently in seventh place, but you're ranked 10th in the state. Yeah, yeah. And I think you deserve to be ranked 10th. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think on BC Moore, we have the third or fourth rated schedule in the state. And, um, you know, uh, the conference, our, our goal is to get to the state tournament. And ultimately, or... It would be great to win the conference, but, you know, we've kind of positioned ourselves where we just got to keep climbing and, and hopefully be in that top eight when the seedings come out so you get that, that regional final game at home. And that's kind right. of our big picture right now. So, Well, of course, uh, Johnston is the defending state champion, and they took a big step toward the conference title last night with a win over Southeast Polk. Uh, the Dragons are undefeated, and they've now won 37 straight games dating back to last season, uh, while every other team in the conference has at least two losses. Now, you guys were able to give Johnston a really good game last month before dropping a 68-59 to 59 decision, and that came even without, you know, playing without Jasmine. Yeah. You know, so what do you think it's going to take for, for somebody to knock off the Dragons? I think you got to catch them on their little bit of an off night. When a team's that good, you got to catch them at the right time. Um, they're really, I think, one of the most things that's really underappreciated about them because they all obviously have three really good scores, but then they, they're so they're deep. They got seven girls that on any night could go double figures, and not a lot of teams can say that. But I think one of the things that's overlooked by them because they don't have a true post player this year without Jinfee. But they rebound the ball really well, and they're a lot more physical than you think they are. So, um, you, you know, you got to you got to be able to score the ball because they're going to score the ball. They're they're too talented. You got to be able to score the ball. You got to be able to rebound, and then you got to value every possession. You can't have empty possessions against a team that's that good on offense. And you got to be at that twelve or fewer turnover uh, mark with them because uh, possessions are just too valuable against a team that talented offensively. Well, you guys will get a rematch at Johnston on Tuesday, but before then, you have a couple of other games. Uh, and, of course, there are no easy games in this conference, no. but it does appear that Friday's contest at Urbandale might be a chance for your team to get back on the winning track. Uh, the Jayhawks are just 3-8 and eight on the season, and they're currently riding a seven-game losing streak. Do you kind of feel like this is almost you know, a must-win game for you guys to, to get your season headed where you want it to go? Well, I don't tell the girls that, but since you yeah. said that, <laughs> I mean, we need to go over there and win, and this group knows it. Um, we got to get over there and get a W, um, and then you turn around and you play a, a Saturday matinee against a, a team that, you know, kind of broke our hearts last year. Right. So, um, yeah, it's a weekend. We need to get two. We definitely need to get two and get back on the right track, and we got some – you know, obviously Johnson's going to be very tough, but we got some very winnable games coming up. And these, these starting with these two, uh, they're very big on turning this ship around and, and get it going. So, well, yeah, you mentioned the Saturday matchup against uh, Roosevelt. I know it's not the same Roosevelt team that you played no. last year, but they still have Ariana Jackson. And I know, you know, you're not going to have any trouble getting your girls fired up for that one. <laughs> If I have trouble getting them fired up for that one, then maybe we shouldn't even show up to the gym that <laughs> night. So uh, we'll be ready to go. Um, so, yeah, it, we're looking forward to the weekend. We need to get a couple wins and uh, get back on the right track. But the, like I said, even with the, with the heartache we've had lately with the Dowling heartbreaker and then, you know, I just thought Centennial came into our gym and just kind of just beat us up a little bit. And and then obviously last night was, was a tough one. This group is so resilient, and they're so much fun to be around. I love being at practice with them. And uh, he told them tonight, I said, that, yeah, I've been doing this 20 years, and the night after a tough loss, there's years that it's it's brutal to go to practice the next day because you got a group that doesn't want to work hard or is pouting and moaning. And, 
you know, they had smiles on their faces, and we threw some new stuff at them tonight. And like, like I said, went a little harder than we normally do on Wednesdays. And uh, they're just a great group. So I'm not worried about them one bit. Like you mentioned, your team's biggest goal is to get to the state tournament. And, of course, you know, getting there, the easiest way to do that is to get a high seed, yeah. like you mentioned, in the regional tournament. So, I mean, that's kind of what you guys are playing for the rest of the way. Yeah. Our, we, we, you know, we got to hopefully be in that top eight when the seedings come out. And and if you're not, you still got a great chance, right? I mean, we're, we're there's going to be some teams that are going to go on somebody else's court, I think, this year that are good and, and probably pull an upset. So, it, it's not like to say if we're not in that top eight, we can't get to state. But it makes the road a little little easier for you sure. um but yeah our ultimate goal is to get to the state tournament and i think right now an outside goal of that is is kind of being right around that top eight to get a regional final game at home so all right drew well, hey thanks a lot for coming in. i appreciate it and uh, good luck on friday night absolutely dan as always appreciate everything you do and uh great seeing you you bet yep all right you're listening to the ankeny fanatic weekly podcast sponsored by coldwell banker mid-america at Coldwell Banker, you're not one of many clients, you're our most important client. We listen to your needs to develop long-lasting relationships and provide the best services, professional support, and resources in the industry. We're constantly exploring new and innovative ways to elevate your experience and exceed your expectations. Our network of resources allows us to be the number one Coldwell Banker franchise affiliate in Iowa, guiding you home for over 30 years. Well, my final guest tonight is a senior guard for the Hawkettes. She is averaging 9.7 points per game and leads the team with 43 assists. She was a third-team All-State pick as a junior when she helped uh, the team to a 16-7 and record. She is Jenna Pitts. Jenna, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Well, I know the last three games haven't gone the way you wanted them to, but you guys have obviously played a very tough schedule. Uh, all five of your losses have come to teams currently ranked in the top ten. You know, I'm guessing that you're still optimistic about the p- uh, potential for this team, are you? Yeah, definitely. And This team has a lot of potential, and although our record isn't where we want it to be, uh, we got a lot of talent, and we have a lot of potential to – get to where we want to be by the end of the year and we just got to keep working to meet our goals. We guys have certainly had to deal with some adversity. Uh, You lost your best post player Jasmine Mosier to a shoulder injury during a win at Waukee in late November and then she had to sit out the loss against Johnston a few days later but you guys had a halftime lead against the Dragons and I thought you showed in that game as well as in some of your recent close losses that you know you're really not that far away are you? No I think we can compete with any team on any given night as long as we just show up and play our game. if we just play how we know we can play, we have a lot of threats on offense and we can play solid defense. So we just got to get back to how we know we can play. And each night is a different night and we just got to show up ready to go. Well, coming into the season, of course, you were back from last year's squad along with two other guards, Savannah and Carson, and of course, Jasmine in the post. Uh, you've also added a talented freshman in Jayla, who is currently the team's second leading scorer at 11.6 points a game. You know, what has Jayla brought to the team this year? Jayla is a great all-around player. She's contributed so much right from the start, and she really meshed well with the team, and it's been great getting to know her better, and I've loved playing alongside her. Well, I'm sure it took Jayla a little while to figure out, you know, how all of you guys like to play, and maybe all of you needed some time to figure out the, the things that she can do. You know, is that still a little bit of a work in progress, or do you feel like you guys are, are starting to develop some, some pretty good chemistry? As the season goes on, it always gets better and better, but I think right away we all meshed really well, like, A lot of us played AAU together, too, so we all knew each other coming in, and it's been great great chemistry right from the start, and it's great to see that right away. Well, let's talk about uh, last night's game a little bit. Uh, You guys rallied from a 27-22 to halftime deficit to take a 34-31 to lead into the fourth quarter. You know, what was the key to your comeback there in the third quarter? We knew coming out of halftime that we had to be ready to go. 
Um, rebounding has been a big thing for us all year. We knew we had to come out. We had to compete on offense and on defense. But we knew if we could get stops on defense, that would translate to our offense. And we knew we had to come out with a lot of energy and a lot of intensity. And I think we did that in the third quarter. Well, it sounds like from what Coach said there that uh, you, you kind of took the bull by the horns and, and said something to the team, huh? <laughs> yep. Well, you know, the locker room, it can either go one way or another coming out of the halftime. And I just wanted to make sure we were ready to go. And everyone always steps up big. And we're all really positive in the locker room. Well, of course, after Valley scored to take the lead in the final minute, uh, you had a chance to tie it up with a three-pointer with about nine seconds left. And Coach told me after the game last night that you had a good look at the basket and that he thought your shot was going in. Did you think it was going in? Yeah, I mean, Mac drew up a good play coming out of the timeout, and we had many different options for the best shot we could get. I thought it was a good look, and obviously I was hoping it was going to go in. Unfortunately, it just didn't fall. Well, like Coach mentioned, you know, the, the team's record isn't where you guys want it to be. Uh, you're 5-5, five and five, and you've lost your last three games by a combined 13 points. Has it been frustrating to lose these close games and, and, and to kind of feel like you're just a player or two away from coming out on top? Yeah, it's definitely frustrating. No one wants to come out of a hard-fought game with a loss, especially by that close of a margin. Um, we know that in the long run, if we can get back to closing out those close games, that's going to be huge for us, especially down the stretch. And you don't want to put that behind you, but you almost kind of have to flush it a bit and just be ready to go for the next game because every game matters. Do you think in a way maybe some, some of these tough losses could be a good thing for you going forward? I mean, you, you kind of learn what not to do or yeah, whatever? <laughs> definitely. You can use it for momentum, especially when you have to play these teams twice. You know what to expect for the second time around. And you know you get to play them again, which is nice, just trying to get that win the second time around. Well, of course, you guys are playing with a shot clock this season for the first time. And it doesn't seem to come into play all that often for you guys, but has that been an adjustment for you as the point guard? Uh, we play really up-tempo, which is nice, so most of the time it isn't really a big factor. We mostly just try to watch at the end of the quarters and end of the half when we're trying to manage the clock. So it helps that since we just play so fast, it hasn't really contributed much, but you definitely just have to keep an eye on it and use it to your advantage. Well, I know in that game against Southeast Polk last month that they played a tough zone defense against you guys, and I imagine in that situation I can understand where you and your teammates, you know, might be thinking, hey, if I've got an open shot, maybe i, I got to take it, because if I don't, then, you know, the clock could run out. I mean, does that kind of cross your mind sometimes? Yeah, they they threw that zone at us and unfortunately caught us on a bad shooting night, but we were getting the shots we wanted and just wasn't our night, but I think we do a good job of finding the open shot, moving the ball well, and that'll definitely help us down the stretch. Well, I talked with Coach about some of the shooting woes that you guys have had, and I'm sure you know your shooting percentage isn't where you want it to be. Uh, you did go 5 for 12 from the field last night with a, th with a one made three-pointer. Do you feel like you're about ready to bust out and have a really good game? Yeah, I think everyone on our team is capable of having a breakout game. We have a lot of talented players, and we're a really well-rounded team. I think anyone on a given night could go off, and. That's what's so special about our team is that we'll all just support whoever's having a good night. And if you're not, we'll still be there to get you going. And that's what makes good teams great. Well, we talked to the coach about your upcoming schedule. Uh, how important do you think it will be for you guys to get a couple of wins against uh, Urbandale and Roosevelt to, to build some momentum heading into another tough stretch? Momentum is always a big factor. Um, we just try to take it one game at a time one win at a time, and then that'll translate into the next game. Especially going into the next week, we know we got to get these two wins this week, and it'll give us momentum. 
Well, we discussed the conference race uh, with Coach as well and, and how Johnston is kind of in control of things now after beating Southeast Polk last night. What do you think it's going to take for somebody to beat the Dragons? And, and do you think somebody's going to do it this year? I do think it's possible. I think with the talent that the CIML has on any given night, I think any team could beat any team. Um, Johnson is obviously a very talented team, but there are a lot of talented teams, and I think someone could take them down. I don't know what will happen, but everyone knows that they just have to show up each night and play their best. Well, I know last year they, were, they typically were beating teams by, you know, 20 and 30 points, and they aren't doing that quite as often this year, are they? Yeah, last year, <laughs> last year they, were, they were definitely the dominant team. Of course, last year you guys, you know, came so close to qualifying for the state tournament, uh, losing a two-point game at Roosevelt in the regional final. And I know your ultimate goal this season is to become the first Ankeny team since the split into two schools to make it to state. And with this being your, la your, your last year of playing basketball, you know, that would obviously be a great way for you to end your career. Is that something you've been dreaming about for a long time, you know, getting a chance to play at the well? Definitely. I think every team in the state of Iowa's dream is to make it to Wells Fargo. And a lot of girls grew up watching their teams make state and that's obviously a huge goal for everyone is just to get to the Wells Fargo and be able to play on the biggest stage in front of the whole state and that's definitely been a huge goal for us this season. Well, I'm sure you feel like that first Johnston game showed that you guys you know can play with one of the best if not the best team in the state you know so, so despite some of the tough losses that you guys have had you know do you feel like this year's team is, is still capable of taking that next step and, and reaching that goal? I definitely think we are like I said we We've been so close in so many different games, and it just comes down to a shot here or, like, one shot falling. So I think we are more than capable of taking the next step, and we got a lot of hard workers and a lot of talent on our team, and we just need it to click, and we're, like Max said earlier, we're almost there. Well, like he said, too, you know, the, the percentages are, are maybe going to eventually going to even out, and maybe that, you know, that last second shot that you had last night will go in the next time. So. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> well, hey, Jenna, thanks a lot for coming in. I appreciate it, and uh, good luck the rest of the season. Thank you. You bet. All right, you've been listening to the Ankeny Fanatic Weekly Podcast, sponsored by Coldwell Banker MidAmerica. I want to thank my guests again for coming in tonight. We had realtor Tom Butler. Always enjoy my conversations with uh, Tom. And then we had Ankeny girls basketball coach Drew McAnally and senior guard uh, Jenna Pitts. I also appreciate uh, the time from them as well, coming off of a tough loss uh, last night. I know it's not always easy to talk about a tough loss, but uh, they certainly were up to the task, and I know the Hawkettes will bounce back uh, this weekend, maybe get a couple of wins. So come back uh, next week for another edition of the Ankeny Fanatic Weekly Podcast.